All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot, uh, the all-star edition, if you will, uh, brought to you by Seagram's VO. Uh, happy to be in the same room with one Bobby Ryan who can't afford shoes and Jason York. <laughs> I, can't, I can afford shoes. I just I don't wear them unless I'm on a like, date. Or like a what's wedding. happened to you? Uh, I don't know. It's 40 degrees out and I'm quite comfortable. <laughs> oh, Wally, I want you to put like a big blonde wig on right now. I feel like I'm like Wayne and Garth here. We're all together. <laughs> We're on the couch here. <laughs> You think I'm more Garth, eh? I'm waiting for you to go. Just <laughs> <laughs> dated myself with that one, by the way. Yeah, no one in the chat knows anything Who about Who the Wayne hell is Wayne's World? No. <laughs> uh, by the way, did you notice behind you we have merch that we can steal? Come on. Yeah. I, oh, I like the one with, yeah, yeah, with the microphone. We'll get you an employee discount. We don't sell yeah. any merch. We're going to. Okay. Listen. That's what, now we're, this is like. Yeah. Just showing it in the background to <laughs> get interest. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be walking around Nashville. I gotta say, those flags. <laughs> this is surreal right now. Like we're like you said, all in the same room here. A little far away from Bob here. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys want? Well, okay. <laughs> get comfortable. The microphones went that way. There's nothing <laughs> I could do about it. I, do you want to tell them how we? Uh, so I haven't seen you since I want to say you left the Canadian Tire Center when we knew you probably wouldn't be back. That locker cleanup day. You guys knew. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, well, I, I had every, well, my house was for sale, so I must have known something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I ended up going to the business center today, and Bob is in the gym. So as I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in and say hi. I haven't seen him. So I walk in. As I do, he turns because he's got his headphones on. Now he's looking at the window. He's doing the curls. So I grab the five-pound weight. <laughs> I put my foot up on the weight bench, and I'm just giving it like I'm working my ass off. And he doesn't turn around, and it's like, I'm 30 into this now. <laughs> Your arm's tired? Yeah, like, oh, this is a five-pound weight, man. This is heavy. I saw two guys in the gym today, one working out, 
and one starting yeah, and then right. one coming I, in pretending. I don't Thursday's my off day. Yeah, that's fine. That's, yeah. We all we all need one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then we tried to have a handshake. It was very awkward and so now here we are. <laughs> here we go. So good to be in person with you guys. Yeah, it's good to see you, Bob. I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, it was, it was uh, not the, the easiest trek, but I'm here. The flight <laughs> seemed to go well. Yeah, it was great. I got uh, I pulled into parking and it said, do you have a two hour delay? <laughs> I was like, all right, well, you're already here. You can't go home. So you're just kind of pot committed to going inside and wandering Nashville. How'd airport. you get out of, how'd you get out of the middle seat? So I originally checked in and had that and I was like, thank you nation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out no. the network. Okay, thank you guys. Um, so I, I, I checked myself back uh, out and said, I'm just going to, you know, try this oh, and hammer this a couple different oh times in God. case something opens up. So, I got 26D and I sat like this for uh, a oh, solid two hours. Man. So just ruined the t-shirt, thanks. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Okay. Now you know why after 20 years of flying around, yep. I might be a little salty. A little salty, I, I was salty yesterday too. And then <laughs> tough Uber ride down, caught a traffic going back. It's just been a long couple of days, but I'm, yeah, we got it off, <laughs> we're here. All right, good to see you. Uh, this is a good time to remind both of you that I did pick the Sens to win last night and neither one of you did. Oh, you didn't, Yorkie? I picked. Uh, you have. No? I have it written down. You, you have, sure about that? I yes. All right. Oh, so we didn't give oh. up any ground to anybody that's really threatening yeah, he's right now. So we're <laughs> good. Kind of I thought I gave up uh, ground to oh, uh, to Yorkie. No. There. All right. Good. But what it what I saw in that game last night, and you guys can tell me about this. It felt like it was the holiday break is coming, and both teams knew it. Oh, yeah. mm. There was no hits. There was just it was a no really hitter? uneventful game, and no retribution. There was eight penalties called in the game. Mm. Yeah. Or eight I, I, I had to watch the replay this morning because you and I were out last night. Don't. Uh, we're not discussing anything. Yeah, you were, was, you were speaking of salt. You should have seen him last night. What he goes on the road stays on the road. He was salty <laughs> last night. That's it. I was just licking the windows of the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm staying in. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, but that game, I watched pretty closely this morning. I know it wasn't the greatest of hockey games, but I'll say this. A, a couple really good things in that game. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Shabbat. Yep. And he's starting to play some of his best hockey. I thought he was really good. Um, Corpus Allo again. That's two two games in a row now, right, guys? Ba- yeah, yeah. Baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> so that's that's two good games for him after having that shellac mm-hmm. in the one game. So that's that's a good sign. And uh, boy, oh boy, Bob and I were talking about this before. Pinto, like what a game from from Shane Pinto. And, and not and it's easy to say, yeah, he got the overtime winner. That's why he played well. No. Like, all game long, Wally, this guy was creating. He's always on the right side of the puck. Mm-hmm. He made that great little play to Brady to, uh, to spring him on that breakaway. It just goes to show you, um, and I know you have some stats for later, how important this kid is in their lineup. Like, he's like uh, he's he's been impressive for a guy that's missed uh, so much time. I, I couldn't agree more. I thought more so than any offense from him, I think, is a bonus. I think he's he's – He's got to provide a little bit in that third line role, a second wherever he's going to slot. So the, he was good in that. I watched the first period again this morning, um, and I thought he was very, very good. It just again, they don't have enough guys that play the right way mm. every shift. He does that, um, so he adds an element that they're missing. The, the Sens have a lot of, and I don't like the word one-dimensional, but a lot of a lot of goal-scoring, point-producing players. And not enough guys that just continuously stay on the right side of the puck, make life hell coming through the neutral zone, and he does that. So, yeah. um, 
it, it's no doubt that they've been better since he's been back in the lineup. Yeah. They they had and, and I know that the, the power play percentage has, has been rotten mm-hmm. uh, since uh, since the coaching change. But four for thirty two at twelve point five percent. Yeah, so rotten is maybe an understatement. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, they got Pinto Bob back in that back in that bumper position, mm-hmm. and they had Giroux. It was Giroux, Pinto, Kachuk, Norris, and uh, I believe Shabbat. They had some good looks. Like, yeah. like Pinto has a knack for getting that little seam, and Drew does yeah. that little slide pass. And then if they go over to cover the slide pass, he goes down to Brady, and then Brady can do the bump play. It's interesting. Like they're getting. I, I thought the power play looked really good last night. There are a lot of good things. I know the stats don't show it, but again, it's it's man, it's Pinto. It's it's he's that right stick in that spot. I know Batherson's doing it too, but. Batherson's been the least of their problems on the part, but he's been one of yeah. the bright spots. He's, yeah, he's yeah, been really good, but yeah, they're. Uh, it's going to be interesting come trade deadline, man, because they're. Uh, I still think something's coming. I really do. Well, we can get to that in a sec. There is like, uh, I want to talk about because you said after twenty games we'll know who they are. They just played twenty games, mm-hmm. so we'll get to that in a sec. But in this game, are you seeing this team? They're five, like six, two and two in their last ten games. We're just seeing a different team. It seems. Perhaps, or they're just getting it now. They're not giving up all the scoring chances they used to. Uh, I think in the in the the twenty games, I think they're plus eighty four in shots for and against. They've just done a lot of stuff. It seems really well of late. That Detroit game, not exciting, but that's exactly the way Jacques Martin would want it to be. I, I agree, and that and you made the comment. The game was yeah, half those guys were on a beach. Oh, <laughs> like, they um, were gone. And, yeah, yeah, and I, I said to somebody last night. Ottawa would have played that game, flown home, and some of those guys were just going home to pick the girlfriends up and going right back to the airport. So there's nothing worse than getting hurt going into that because then you're like, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Jake so we hope that. Uh, Out in the first period. Yeah, he might be sitting in Ottawa right now. But, but I didn't see anything happen to him. I, I didn't either. Yeah. I went back and looked. Yeah. I watched the shifts. Like he, that last shift, he. He just skates to the bench. I didn't see yeah. any kind of. I don't, so it's lower body. Does that typically mean a groin? Mm. Groin, knee tweak a lot too. Like you just kind of. You get that inner knee pain that can, can kind of happen if you just catch a rut, right? Like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's hard to it's hard to say. I have no clue because I I didn't even see a stride that made. No, sense. that's what. I, yeah. yeah, he could. Yeah. He a lot of times when you see a guy skate off and and he's not limping or anything, it's it's you 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 could pop your groin, so you just feel a little. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know your groin's done, and y- and you know yeah. you can't come back from that. I did that every training camp. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Winnipeg. They, they ah. can't, yeah, they can't prove it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's really I good. Swear. It's just a couple days of ice. Right? Uh, I swear, Jerry. I swear yeah. the groin. It's back. The groin in the back. Two yeah. things. Two things that a trainer <laughs> cannot prove if it's good or bad. Uh, <laughs> is that the is that the Winnipeg uh, the Winnipeg yeah. flu? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the preseason Winnipeg flu. Yeah. <laughs> do not do, the, you know, do Winnipeg. <laughs> is uh, finally before we move on about playing. There was a lot made about this retribution mm-hmm. over Dylan Larkin. Oh, Even God. Artem Zub. They had eight penalty minutes. Two tripping. Two hooking. The only people that knew Matthew Joseph was on the ice were the fans because they booed him the first time he touched the puck. That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> is there such a thing anymore in the league? of retribution outside of taking Connor McDavid out for the season. Well, who were the two teams that just played? Um, Florida had the, they had two fights in the first mm. minute and a half. Um, Lomberg fought somebody at center ice and then somebody else did. That was the yeah. only, and it was a retribution game because yeah. I remember, I remember seeing it pop up everywhere. So there are instances of it, but I, I just think that everybody that probably was on the ice in that thing, by the time they were done talking about it, they were over it. Yeah. And, 
really when you looked at it, and I'm, I'm sure the Red Wings looked at it and were like, it wasn't much. Yeah. <laughs> the only person that really should have gotten retribution was maybe David Braun. <laughs> like, he was the yeah. only yeah. uninnocent person yeah. in the entire thing. But uh, he's not fighting anybody. So I like that they just played and let it go. So does Brendan Gallagher have that kind of when he's, when they, he's coming back to the ice? Who did, who did he hit again? Oh, he, got, he gave somebody the people's elbow. Who, yeah. was, who did he get with St. Louis? Was it, yeah. was it Parade? No, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't maybe, know. but... Uh, uh, no, yeah, Adam Pellick. Adam Pellick, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, could you, could you the Islander game, yeah, yeah. Well, Zub got, got it in that game, right? Uh, yeah. That, like, so is Zub standing up before the game? Boys, come on. I need you to avenge me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I broken like Zub forgot about it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, who on Detroit's going to do something? No, yeah. Who is their tough guy? Who's Detroit's tough guy? Do they have one? Uh, uh, Alex Debrinka, I don't know. <laughs> the cat. Oh, the cat. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anybody. The cat. They don't have a lot of penalty minutes. The like, cat had the old. Uh, the cat had the old T Rex arms going on that winter, eh? Couldn't, oh, on the, like, on the back uh, check. Yeah, there. the back <laughs> check. Trinosaurus Rex arms, just fucking. Oh, not a chance. But if he was going the other way, oh, and there was yeah. a chance for a break, well, all of a sudden the Jets would have came on. <laughs> <laughs> I get you guys. I bet you probably play with a few of those guys. Oh, yeah. T-Rex arms? Give me a guy that would fly down the wing on the offense but could not figure out how to play D. Like exhausted on the – Yeah, like, oh, guys, you – where he pushes the stick into the other guy to get him up the ice. Kind of, oh, you, <laughs> you better go. It's up to you. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Hoff was pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Hoff and um, – not to take a shot at him, but he knew when the puck was going north or south. Yeah. <laughs> and none of these guys will be aware. Uh, like, they will not be like, oh, my goodness. No. Just, they're all very aware of who they are. Oh, no, no. Hoff, right. yeah. Hoff yeah. doesn't care one bit. Yeah. <laughs> I played with uh, probably the best at it was Mark Savard. I played mm-hmm. with Savvy at Boston. He'd just change <laughs> <laughs> instead of skating back. <laughs> and he knew it, too. Uh, and he was great, too, at giving the guy that little extra push. Yep, you yep. go back, Jack, and you just give him a little turbo yeah. push. You better go. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, uh, you brought up Shane Pinto. Uh, 31-5-5 five five when he collects a point when he's in the lineup all time. 3-0 this time when he's come back into the lineup, and uh, he's got four points in six games, two goals. That's pretty good. Like, pretty good. Yeah. I know we've discussed Shane Pinto, but I wanted just to, ex- I guess, expand on yeah. how good he's been in that lineup. Just He moves everybody in the right spot, right? Like People don't understand – the way teams are built, that slotting in guys in certain spots makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and certain players will have chemistry with other players, and there's no rhyme or reason for why it is. Yes. Some, guys just, some guys just think alike. Um, some guys just have a sense of where the other guy is going to be. And Shane Pinto has the ability to make everybody on his line better because of where he is. Um, we used it, and I, I hate the comparison because we're comparing him with a Hall of Famer here, um, and Patrice Bergeron, but he's a light Patrice Bergeron, and I think he could continue to grow. He's never going to have the offensive flair that he has, and, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're going to be in line for 12 Selkies or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want, <laughs> but, but he's a light version yeah. of that. He makes yeah. everybody around him better. He, he covers <laughs> mistakes well. He's just consistently in the right spot, and – he he has an ability to place pucks into areas to make his to take no. pressure off his guys. No, no. Um, I and I we never undervalued him on the show. I might have personally because I just didn't love the, um, I, I guess the amount of games that he's played because I was like yep. we're making we're putting a lot on a guy that's played yeah. ninety nine career games, but he's lived up to everything that we've said and yep. um, really really no doubt that they are a better team when he's in the lineup. 
think he's probably a lot more fun than Patrice Bergeron too. <laughs> I play, <laughs> I play with Bergeron in Boston. And, you know, we were talking about guys that are leaders and speeches in the dressing room. Mind you, he was pretty young when I played with him, but that guy is all business. Yeah, and uh, he's all business. You heard the same thing about him. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Like he's the guy that fun forgot. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> listen, he's an awesome player. He's an awesome player and uh, Hall of Famer, but. Pinto, you're hearing this a lot with the Sens players right now. They're talking about we needed this kid back, not because he's a, just because he's a great player, but the the spark he's bought back in the dressing room with the, the attitude. Like you see him after the game, he's just so appreciative. He just seems Bob like he's just loves the game, loves the game, loves the room, loves to be around the guys. Yeah. And he came back when they hit rock bottom. Like the Sens, mm-hmm. when he came back, it was rock bottom for the Ottawa Senators, so it was perfect timing for yeah, him. Yeah, he could really do no wrong. Yeah, like you're, <laughs> you're coming in and things are going to get better, but it was it was perfect timing for him to come back, and he's, you know, he's delivered. Like mm-hmm. he's, the last couple of games before this, he was, and he admitted it in his post game, he was, you know, like a little bit of a lull. First couple of yep. games were on adrenaline, like we're talking about, but I thought last night was his best game by far. He could have had four or five points last night. Yeah, he hit a couple guys in the slot for some, some for some good plays. The post um, hit that seam a couple times on the power play. So, um, and I and I really like to play the. We talk about this all the time. Desperation, the desperation on the on the PK. He reaches out, dives, throws the puck forward. Brady comes out of the box, like just little, little things like that. Is that play? No, it's not. No, it's it's lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna wait. I was don't even ask. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. maybe you guys are it's, players are pretty smart. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong, but that looked like yeah, an yeah, absolute yeah. accident. No, immediate no. It was an, <laughs> it, it was an accident, but I, I I love the extra effort to make sure it gets out. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's total bullshit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sens, by the way, finish up the month of January, a five seven and two, which is a four twenty nine winning percentage, but better than December. Uh, the most wins, well, they had six wins in December, but really the best record I feel like they've done uh, throughout this year. So it does point upwards, and now we'll get to the twenty game mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight ten and two in the twenty games. And it wasn't pretty early on, as right. we all saw, and we were all like, what's going on? And they lost five or six straight or whatever it was. So do, all right, I'm going to start with you. Do they have an identity at the moment? Uh, no, but I think they're really, really starting to create one. Um, I, I think rock bottom's not when you fire your coach. It just happened to come a week or two after that for me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I thought things got worse before Jock got a hold of it. Um, now I, I think you're starting to see some players. Like you look at Josh Norris, who isn't isn't doing much offensively right now. It's not coming easy to him. He's been a lot better, yeah. uh, 200 feet game. Oh. Um, Drake Batherson's been a lot better under Jock. So certain players, and then you look at your captain and your best player in Timmy Stutzel. They were the, they were the two latest to come around, right? So there's a big change there. I, I think they're starting to develop something. I think they're starting to realize, hey, we have to win games a certain way or be competitive in games a certain way. Now, the biggest elephant in the room is the goaltending they've lost a lot of games on sheer goaltending yeah. so that's a problem yeah. Yeah. but as a team i think they've been tighter in the neutral zone yeah um i think they've tracked a lot better i don't know if you if you've noticed that mm. some of the guys have tracked a lot better there's always going to be a couple outliers yeah. 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 um i i think that their their defensive zone still got to get better but i do think that their understanding of a team that like we we have enough skill to try and play out skilled out skilled teams but we can't because goaltending and defense aren't there yet. So what they're doing, what they're doing to me more is they're they're creating way more um, 
offense by entering the, the the glaring turnovers at the blue line are have not been eliminated but they've yeah. they've reduced drastically big so time, big time yeah they're chipping pucks more they're 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 becoming more of a work working pale team and it's starting to pay off you're starting to see it yeah that's got to be their identity going forward yeah they're working they're the one thing he said there in the, in the neutral zone and i'll take norris for example he's not doing a lot of offensively but i'm watching his awareness when he's in, when he gets caught on the forecheck, he's hustling back to get on top of the puck. And if you see really good teams in the neutral zone, it's because their forwards reload and they get back on top of the puck. Auto under DJ before they'd send two guys in, and I call it dive bombing. Mm-hmm. Guys would go in as dive bombers, and all of a sudden you got two guys caught. You only have three guys back, and then that third guy would make a poor read in the neutral zone. Then you're giving up an outnumbered rush. Not a lot of outnumbered rushes lately, and that's because. Guys are reloading. You hear this term all the time by people on coaches and stuff. They reload to the middle of the ice, and they hustle to get back on top of the puck. Norris was doing a really good job of that last night, yeah. and I know people are giving it to him right now, but baby steps, like I say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll use that term again for what about Bob. But, uh, yeah, that they want to be a tougher team to play against. That's what they're trying to strive to be. Um, still giving up too many chances inside their own zone where mm-hmm. seams and little plays are happening. That's where they're still giving up plays. Yeah. they got to get tighter in their own zone, which is a work in progress. But like I said, baby steps, neutral zone is way better. Way like, better. Way better. Yeah. They're 3-0-2 in one-goal games the last 10. Yeah. Like they've, yeah. Out of the last 10 games, they've played five. And second period, Wally. Second yeah. period's been their worst last night. Good second period. Yeah. They've, they've, they just seem to finally, finally figured out Jacques Martin. Mm-hmm. If you play that way, you'll still find some offense, yeah. or at least you'll find some yeah. victories. Yeah, yeah. The set, I mean, well, they got a few guys that are, are going to have to understand. I, maybe I don't need to score ninety-five points. Maybe eighty-five in playoffs is still, playing the right way is still a problem, or not a problem. It's still attainable. So, um, and some guys are going to have to take take a look in the mirror yeah. and understand that. Jacques had, Jacques had the Eiserman chat with Stutzla. I heard. Mm. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, he, did. he had the Eiserman chat. Yeah, where, where you bring up what Eiserman did when he was getting 150 points yeah. and he dropped down to 90 or whatever it was, and they started winning. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only one way you can get 150 points. You get, you get a lot of ice time because you're chasing a lot of games. Yeah. You're, you're hoping a lot of pucks bounce by a guy in the neutral zone as you get a two-on-one. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, uh, it's more fun that way. But way yeah. more fun. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the problem they got into. They yeah. were winning games, but yeah. then when they're not winning games, they're getting blown out. Yeah. That, but that's... That's why Ottawa has so much success against Montreal and Detroit because Montreal and Detroit, I know we'll get to this later, they they think they're as good as Ottawa, so they start cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there was, we can do it now. Like we, It was brought up, somebody sent a tweet in, and I, I apologize, I don't have it with me right now, but somebody was asking Yorkie, explain why you guys, why the Sens have had success against Detroit and Montreal of late. This year, they're 5-1. Uh, and one. Over the last two years against these two teams, they're 12-2. and two. And so I'll go back to you of like, what is it that makes them succeed? It, it, they're all kind of, are, we, are they not all the same team trying no. to rebuild and find their way here? Yeah. Before thing, you answer that, yeah. can we just take Montreal out of the equation? Like this is an <laughs> AHL hockey team. <laughs> Everybody's five and one against them. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they, some, well, they somehow they managed suck. to win some games though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do, don't know they, how they yeah. do it. Like when I watched them play Ottawa, they're <laughs> friggin' terrible. But I, I, I joked around. Somebody sent me the tweet today, and I did the old Michel Terry, and I said it's a lack of respect <laughs> because when they get into a game against Ottawa. They're ahead of them in the standings. They're like, all right, tonight we don't have to pay attention to all these details. We can get a few points against these guys. We'll yeah. open it up. All the guys think they're way better than they are, and all of a sudden they start making the mistakes that Ottawa usually makes. Because if Montreal is going to play like a 
a Rangers or a Colorado, they're going to tighten up so much and they're going to try and play perfect hockey because mm-hmm. otherwise they have no chance of winning. But when they play the Sens, they're like, like Bob said, it's no fun playing that way. Yeah. We're, we're going to cheat a little bit. That's exactly what it is. And Everybody comes in to play the Sens thinking it's point night still. Exactly. And Detroit's no different. Like Detroit, they think they're better. So they, they get away from when Detroit plays well. They're all on top of the puck. They're buzzing. They don't make mistakes defensively. But you play Ottawa, it's like, hey, we're going to get some points. And those two teams as well, they're not very physical. Ottawa does really well against teams that don't forecheck hard. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it was sent in by uh, at the Hugging Sens who asked the question. I just wanted to point that out. Um, Detroit fans, because Detroit's near a playoff spot or hovering in, right? They're in the wild card race. I think they're in it right now at eighth. So this isn't. Uh, I'm not trying to light up here, but hmm. is Detroit that much better than Ottawa? They're 16, 16 points ahead, three games in hand for Ottawa. I, but are, are players, and I'll, I'll butt end that with. Would Sens players be thinking maybe with 35 games or whatever it is left? Maybe? <laughs> well, yeah, what? Maybe what? Maybe what? <laughs> maybe the season's a little more yeah. longer than it no. says in the schedule? No, I think some players have booked flights for the day after the last game. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not a, look, you're never going to call it until you see it mathematically as players. That's just yeah. the way you're wired, right? Um, you're going to fight, but a lot's got to happen I for know. the Sens, and a lot's got to happen with other teams. I think they look at Detroit, and to me, like I've I've been in both places. Um, the culture when I left Ottawa wasn't great. I'm sure it's changed. You have a whole new regime there yeah. and a whole new ownership. Everything's that stuff takes time. I think it's developed. Um, Detroit was light years ahead in that with the guys that they had in the room and the guys that they've brought in are some of the guys that we've mentioned on the show need to be brought in. Some 200 foot players, like an Andrew Cobb. Yes, yeah. um, is, is a great point. David Perron, who um, you know, not great defensively, but but a steady player, a yeah. good power play guy. Like, they've brought in pros. Mm-hmm. They're trying not to rebuild because they want to take advantage of Larkin and now Raymond coming up, and you don't want to rebuild at that point. They're retooling, and they're they're going about it differently. They've just got more yeah. veterans, and yeah. they, they know how to win more games. I was, uh, I was meaning to do this before the show, but I'm pretty sure my math is right. If, if you look at Nathan McKinnon, he's played around 780 games in the NHL. It's a lot of games, That's right? Lot of games. He's still under 30. If you take all the senators, centers, and you combine their games yeah. played together, all of them, it's not even as much as Nathan McKinnon's played in the league. Oh, be just over probably five hundred. It's not even close. Maybe six. And I keep going back to that. That's they don't they they don't they they didn't bring in a guy to come into that position like like a cop, like a guy that that just understands what it's what you need to do to be a complete two hundred foot center in the NHL. They just they're learning on the job. Tim's mm-hmm. t- like, okay, but okay. So then, do you just bring in somebody to put in your fourth line and move Castlick to the wing, or do you try to develop him as a f- center? Oh, it's too now. late. It's too it's late. Too, it's too late now. It's too late now. They've already. Well, I don't mean this <laughs> season. Like, uh, unfortunately, people have watched this. Like, they've learned. They're learning on the job, yeah. and now they're learning under Jacques some really important lessons. And we're actually starting to see. We just talked about it. We're starting to see some change, mm-hmm. and people. That's what people understand. It takes a while to learn the game and sm- and teams that are smart bring in guys to insulate those players so they don't play as poorly as Ottawa started off the season and that's why teams like Detroit get off to a better start even Montreal for example they've got some veterans in in key ro- in key spots in that lineup that help mm-hmm. insulate some of those younger players um, like yeah they've got Claude Giroux but after that like it's pretty thin it's pretty thin on pretty guys Tarasenko? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not taking defensive lessons from Terry. I was just going <laughs> to hang on. And, and, and he <laughs> played. People are going to be all over you because he's plus 11. And, uh, yeah. well, listen, he played an awesome w- w- game. Wingers, by the way, wingers can never read in the plus minus. We yeah. just stand at the point and watch them go yeah. in. Like, yeah. <laughs> who? Uh, but they started tracking the uh, plus minus in like 67 or 69. Um, who is the worst plus minus in NHL history? The worst in NHL history. I know he's got the record for in one year because I played with his son. Some, uh, Brendan Mickelson. Remember Brendan Mickelson? He's a second-round pick. I played with him in Anaheim. His dad was minus 82 one year in, for the Islanders. That's hard. So he's, he was a, a birdie a game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was overall career or yes. one season? No, the, num- the worst plus-minus in NHL history combined. All so, time. He, so he must have had a longer career to keep those uh, birdie seasons going up. Wow. So I'm trying to think of who, who have been the worst teams. You guys would have both played against Really? Them. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What and I'm going to tell you his number, I believe. It, yeah, his number's retired by the team. What? By, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Shane Doan? No. Vincent LeCavalier. What? Really? Yeah. The worst plus minus of all time. Like it's a minus 140. Yeah, they had some lean years. Yeah, yeah, there's some yeah, tough before, times. Before Torts came in, they had it, some lean years. They called him the Michael Jordan of hockey. Though, by three teams. <laughs> he was getting paid by three teams. Yes. I was like, this, uh, guy, yeah. this guy knows what he's doing. He was a man after Bob's heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could afford shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I even brought two pairs. I still could have put myself in. This. I, we got this on, are the feet on camera. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't Wait, I'm comfortable. Somebody's at home going, I can't watch this because of Bobby's feet. Oh, God. You don't want to see my feet. Thank God. <laughs> That's part of why I wear them, eh? Like, after being in skates, I don't like being in boots at all, yeah. in any form. Do you take care of your feet? No. You're not a pedicure <laughs> no. guy? No. No. That's that Nikita Kucherov. Part of the reason, too, is Nikita Kucherov blew that toenail off. And it's still, look at the way that thing is <laughs> How going back. It, it hurts so bad. <laughs> did you block a shot? I tried. <laughs> I, I tried not to. Did you, go, did did you, you go flamingo? Uh, no, there was no flamingo, and it was right off the draw. Oh, man. He stepped right into it, and I never even had a chance to flamingo. Because I would have. It was a bomb. Um, and you know how when you block a shot, you get back to the bench after the shift, and you're like, it starts to, it hurts yeah. for a couple minutes, and yeah, then you just yeah. start to feel it get better. Yeah. This was getting worse all game long. I'm like, what? Like, why is it getting so much worse? It was because he blew it off, and we had to screw it in and um, Man. relieve the pressure, and then we got on the airplane after the, uh, did you, so did you Did you miss games after? No, I don't know. Ever the warrior, eh? <laughs> Man, no. I, took, I took one, I took one right below where your skate and your shin pad meet mm-hmm. and it just blew up and then the next day i show up and i took the day off and after that i ended up playing with this stupid thing for about a month and the trainer insisted there's nothing wrong with me i kept telling them there's something wrong i didn't practice for a month i had to put up my foot in an ice bag before every game although i couldn't play he goes let's go get a bone scan yeah it's broken <laughs> just a, a solid month of it. He's like, I'm really sorry, but your leg's broken. I'm like, yeah, thanks. And I'm going to be a free agent this summer, too, and I'm going to miss the next month with a broken leg. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm missing a toenail, but nobody cares about my story. It's a workplace accident. Uh, Somebody drop a camera on you? Like, you <laughs> kind of work? <laughs> when I worked at Canadian Tire, I was unloading a, where, a truck, and they dr- set the pallet of water salt down on my foot and crushed oh, my foot. Salt okay. got you. Salt. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Why didn't I? I walked right into that. God. That worked out perfectly. Come on, Wally. We're comedians now. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you missed our set at Yuck Oh, Yucks. Bobby should have seen I it. heard about this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wally. Sold out. Wally had like a soul cleansing moment on the stage. It was basically. <laughs> Did you get some things off your chest? It was an airing of the grievances. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. 
Oh. Is it on YouTube yet? I gotta find this. No, there yeah. no, there's no recordings allowed. Just, That's a tough one because I still don't know the whole story. So okay. I, w- I would have loved this. Uh, <laughs> somebody might have taped it. Somebody might have taped it. I, oh, I'm yeah. hoping they didn't. He went deep. <laughs> he got he got dark for a while too. He got that dark. Mendez got dark too. Oh my goodness! I didn't get dark. even save you for last to come lighten everything up. I finally came up like guys. Like, are we supposed to tell some jokes here and stuff? <laughs> yeah, like, that's what, what people are waiting for. You are going to tell jokes like, for the kids, and you yeah. got guys out here just burying people. <laughs> just burying guys. <laughs> I I thought I was very funny. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> for you, for you, you're funny. Yeah. Well, people if. Anybody's buying a ticket to think that I'm doing stand-up, that's on them. You were nervous before, too, eh? You looked a little nervous. No, I was... T- so Mendez goes, I'm going to do a set. Like, okay, you fill your boots. I know you can tell some good jokes. He goes, it's going to be 12 minutes. I'm like, okay, great. And then it goes, it's going to be 20. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 55 minutes later, oh, yeah. Mendez yeah, was done talking. I'm like, ah, I'm ready to go. Like, can we go? I'm nap time. <laughs> five, was, five, he, was he trying to solve world problems? Like, what was he doing? Five, five of my buddies were there, and they're texting me. They're texting me pictures of the cane coming out to, like, take the guy <laughs> off the stage. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, <laughs> we'll do a show. We'll have you come up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could tell a few stories. See? <laughs> good. I could tell a few. <laughs> uh, Bob's like another flight. Am I getting the middle seat? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. No more. No more flights up, eh? Unless it's a charter. So if I'm coming up, it's a charter. I oh wow! You look so I'm, grumpy I, in that picture too. I was pissed, man. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty late. I was sweating. I got in. Like, plane can't get smaller. So oh, it was God. a tough go. When's the last time that you would have just flown commercial? Uh, in the last year, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Oh, you went out wet. You went to Arkells and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, and then we did Austin, and we, you know what? We fly is Southwest because um, it's a big hub out of Nashville, huge. Right. So, yeah, yeah. if you buy the, if you spend the extra whatever it is and get like A one through fifteen, I'm like, you got to get right there and you go straight for that exit row where there's only two seats, and it's the only way I'll do it. Um, so I just found. So my son was flying Southwest th- for a couple of hockey tournaments, but I'm not there. So. They just go, okay, everybody, general boarding, and you just get on and pick yeah. a seat. Yeah. So those poor people Mayhem. that have got to sit between 40 hockey guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> that's, a t- that's tough. Uh, that's a tough. You spend the extra money but and upgrade that. I was like, when I saw that I was going to get the, yeah, you have to spend, spend the extra 50 bucks, but I thought I was going to be Radic Bonk on the, on the flight. <laughs> <Like> that's <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, ah. You know what? And then I, the girl that sat next to me um, sat down. And I looked over and I was like, the middle seat might have been the play because I have nowhere to go here, yeah. right? Against the middle the, yeah, seat. It's curved you, in. You just get down and then you like you, you yeah. sit and you just assert some dominance yeah. and get yeah. both armrests. Yeah. Take the armrest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna readjust my thinking on this. Because the, the window, while it's nice, the bottom there's no room, there's no leg because no, it, you're it circles in or curves in. And then the top too. Like yeah. all they had to do to take a nap was this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're a little claustrophobic, that, that that when you're smudged up against the window, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I listen. I'm okay with it. I, mm-hmm. I, I managed to figure it out. Yeah, the train, though, the train's the way to go, man. Wally and I were like, like spread wide open. <laughs> legs no, out. no, we weren't. <laughs> no, that never happened. <laughs> tell me what. Nobody think that that's a good visual. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I was gonna, yeah. you're, you're, you guys were a lot happier than I was yeah, yesterday. It was good. It was good. Well, we got to hang out together. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, yeah, I, wasn't, like, I wasn't shooting a shit with anybody. It's like stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but over, I looked over. So you just went to a Madonna concert, which is okay. That's no big deal. I look over. Aren't you watching like Lady Gaga documentary? I love Lady Gaga. 
Way better than Madonna. At least she performs. <laughs> like, like, why did I like, even At least know? the music's not, not being in pumped notes. in. Like, she's playing the piano. She's talented. <laughs> Yet you haven't watched the Alex Degg doc. I'll get to that. Well, I, I know what he's going to say. Too. Like, it's not like I'm going to be surprised. It's very the, good. How the story goes. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, like, he knows him. <laughs> like, I, I got to see, like, the, the after hours version. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys are watching the PG version. Well, it's funny. He brought, um, when you when he came on, we knew that maybe not to ask about uh, extracurricular activities or off-ice people he may have dated, like yeah. certain Baywatch actors, actresses. <laughs> it was brought up in the doc. Of course they went there. Yeah. Nobody, nobody told me this before the show. You I would have that? asked 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't care what we're allowed to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tell me something, buddy. He had ties to Pamela Anderson. What? You didn't know that? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Know. So he would, in the off season, live in L.A. Yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. And so it came oh, out yeah. that he was dating Pam Anderson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Una at the time was yeah. the biggest probably female star on the planet. She was, yeah. Yeah. No, Diggy's a beauty. He was having, the year that he took off hockey, I remember I told you guys, yeah. I watched him play a lot of Monday night hockey, just having a good time in beer league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, that was the guy who was first overall pick. I was like, ooh. His best <laughs> line, it came... Uh, I don't know if we told this one on the, on the pod when we had him on. He came to the – we had the, the outdoor game at Parliament Hill, and he was flying. Like, he was the best player on the A's. He was better than Fish, and who had just played. Mm-hmm. Like, Fish had just retired, and Neeler was being Neeler, trying really hard. Yeah. Daggy was still the best guy on the ice. And I go, holy shit, Daggy. I go, you look great. He goes – that's what happens when you don't go in the corners during your career. <laughs> I never got hurt. I still feel great. <laughs> like I, I can only picture Neeler before that game doing an active warm up outside the dressing room oh, while you guys yeah. are just shooting the shit. He's getting out. He's out there doing oh. the dynamic warm up. We 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 had a we had a charity game uh, last year. We were playing out in Winchester. A bunch of the old the Leafs were playing. Todd Gill was playing. Giller's a great guy. He comes up to me. He's like. Eric, he goes, why is Neeler trying so hard? Does he, does he know this is just supposed to be a fun game? I'm like, yeah, it's Neeler. He's he got, can't dial it back. He's got No, he can't. He he's can't. one gear. One, one gear. gear. Like he, yeah. d- he just does skates, right, with Brommer and guys and whatever. Oh, yeah. He can't. It's the same Neeler. I you love know? him, though. He's, he is who he is, and he wears it. Man, do you know, you know the clock that sits in the locker room? It says 42 minutes, yeah. and then when it, you go on the ice, it's 16 uh, sixteen thirty, and the, now I think it's sixteen. So for warm up, sixteen. It, yeah. It's sixteen. So forty two starts, and that's where you kind of guys start basing how they get dressed off of that. And most guys aren't even in the room until thirty, give yep. or take. Yeah. Neeler was sitting. He like my first year there, and it was my first couple of games. I'm like, is this guy nuts? Like, what's wrong? With-? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 27 <laughs> minutes on the clock, a full 10 minutes, full gear, helmet, strapped, buckled, stick in hand, sitting like this. I'm just, just kind of staring off in space. I'm like, is he going to be okay? Like, it's got to be exhausting 82 times a year. 82 pal. games. Oh, my I God. Well, Neely was in the hallway dressed, waiting for warm-up. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like 10 minutes before. Yeah, it, yeah he, was, he, was, he was far ahead of everybody else, but I was, like, I was terrified of him. <laughs> it's he was just anxious. It's, anxious. A great, it's a great point because there, there's so much involved in getting yourself ready to play 82 games. Like, Having to do all that stuff and be on cue for every single time, like, it's, uh, man, I, I couldn't even imagine no. like being that superstitious. So I, I want, I've always wanted to save this, or but I want to know how guys find their spot in the warm-up line mm. to take to the ice. It's, it, it's kind of weird. There's only a few guys that care where they go. You're either one, two, or three, or yeah. the last three. Yeah. And the rest is guys that just fall in on game one two and three and they're like okay now i'm just always behind this guy and a lot of guys just don't care so it doesn't matter but they always got to be in the same spot though but it it always works itself out and it's just because we're all superstitious in some way and it just naturally happens Mm. like for me i wanted to be one of the closest guys to the ice and then andy smitty and i'd fall in line behind smitty and um so you were second on the ice was usually second on the ice yeah smitty would come up whack all the pucks out right where we're all going so drake (laughs) does that now batherson's the guy now is do you have like are you do you have to fight for that spot is there other guys that want to do it like neeler would be a puck guy too if i'm not mistaken i think neeler wanted to come out i think he was yeah i think he was yeah he wasn't when i was i don't think so towards my or towards his end i guess i don't know where he was in the in the rotation there but yeah smitty was just not really it just there was only a few guys that want to do it and okay. just kind of work it out by games played generally. And um, a lot of guys don't care. They really wow. don't. Yeah. Yorkie, did you have like, did you have, a, did you, either one of you have handshakes with anybody? I wanted to get off the ice as quick as possible for warm up because I had this, I never felt like I was ready to play. So I, I'd get on for warm up and I'd always feel like shit and I'd skate around it. So I'd basically put my gear on in a way where I could get it off as fast as possible of after warm up. Cause I take all my gear off after warm up and I go take a cold shower. You start over and I'd start over to, to wake the hell up. Cause I then I, yeah. and I'd pop a few sooties, get, get going with a couple sooties. I took the sooties at 42 minutes <laughs> and then I'd go to I'd ride the lightning every night. Then I'd go <laughs> out, to, then, I'd go out to, then I'd go out to the hallway and do some jumps to get my feet going. Um, really? Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know how I got into this stupid routine. Like, it was exhausting. Well, that's that's it, what I'm getting. Like, Matt Duchesne, I think, right? He had the two water bottles. Yeah. yeah. And then he every it was to the second for the entire warm-up. I nuts. once I once felt so shitty before a game in the playoffs, and I was all nervous that I wasn't going to play well. I took all my gear off, and I jumped in the cold tub. <laughs> I went in the cold tub. And then halfway through that first period, I popped a rib <laughs> because 
because I probably was so cold. Oh, man. Uh, see, I was the exact opposite. If I, it's like the driving range thing, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm striping it. Tough round. Like, if I feel good at warm-ups, I come off, and I'm, that's oh, when I start shit. to feel like a fucking cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I'm like, this is, I don't know really? what to do. I'm like, you, I want to feel terrible in warm-ups because it can only go up. Yeah, people, the, would, people would be surprised how guys can feel on a different day-to-day basis. Of yeah. you, Sometimes your legs just feel slow. Sometimes they feel great. More times than not, they don't feel great. <laughs> More times than, yeah. I would say seven out of ten. You're, you're, seven out of ten, yeah. you feel like shit. Yeah. And you're, like, figuring out a way to get yourself going. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd go in and then rub all kinds of heat on my legs. Like, I'd take the to gear the, to up. To the point where you want it to burn? Like, oh, yeah. Know? Yes, I got to wake the legs up, so I'd get in there and rub all this heat on it. Then you got a little too high. You're like, shit, that's too high. <laughs> all of a sudden. You, you're <laughs> exhausting to listen to. I can't oh, imagine well, going I, through it that. It was exhausting. That's why, that's why I finally had to retire. I was exhausted. <laughs> uh, it was nothing to do about your knees? Yeah, maybe that, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe that, too. The, uh, you brought up the clock in the room. When Guy came in, he added four clocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, can you not just leave the one at the... Like, uh, Everybody can see that. Everybody could see it. Yeah, no, he won't. And they weren't all in the same time. They'd be <laughs> off by like 30 seconds. I, uh, I had a nice chat with him on Sunday, actually, uh, catching up yeah. this week. It was nice to catch up with him. But he had a lot of, li- man, nobody was more superstitious and had more day-to-day oh, yeah. little yes. things than him. Really? He, I always used to joke because he's so small, eh? Um, <laughs> do you remember the riser that he put in the room in uh-huh. front of the board so that he could reach the top? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who it was. I'll never forget who it was, but somebody put a step stool in front of it on top of the riser one time, and he came in, and like he, he made a point not to bring it up. But that riser was gone so that step stool was gone so fast, and I, I still think it was spitty. Do you guys have, like, a little name for him for being short? Like Lord Farquhar or something like no, that. No, I don't. I don't remember any of them. There's a couple uh, on PC ones, <laughs> guys, yeah. but every coach gets a few of those. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot how short he was. Way off topic today. Uh, <laughs> it's a good. It's a good thing we have an extra time. We have extra time to get to. Uh, Brady Kachuk going to the All Star game as Ottawa's representative. Uh, I meant to get to this before. He's now got 22 goals in the year, I believe it is. But he, this is the fastest he's ever gotten to 20 goals in his career, 45 games. Hmm. Last year was 50, then 54 before that, 69 and 65. Um, and yet we still think, or there's this feeling that he's not playing really the way he should be. By, by who? Not me on that one. There's just like Josh Norris. People like don't they think Josh Norris isn't playing great? Well, um, there was a, like remember when there was all the the team yeah. wasn't was struggling. Every, everybody wasn't playing great, but it seemed that Brady was taking a bit of heat, and yet he's the guy that leads this team in goals. I think because because you're the captain and the team's not doing well, right away they're going to look to the captain and yeah. say, "Well, team's not doing well, captain." I, I don't I don't see any difference. I actually think Brady's playing better defensively now, um, learning how to be better in the neutral zone. Twenty two goals, um, and I he's not flying the zone like he used to either. Yeah, like he was cheating a lot. Yes, a lot. But that, but but that was your like, system. That's DJ system. That 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 was your system, right, yeah. Bob? Like as soon as you get control, or you think you're going to get control, you're that far side winger's gone. Yeah, he's gone, and and you're hoping you get it. And Brady get a lot of chances that way. Um, but yeah, like. And that's the thing, like you mentioned Josh Norris, he put up 35 goals, so now everybody thinks he's going to get 35 goals all the time. It's mm-hmm. just, it's really tough to get 35 goals in NHL, especially when Ottawa's got a lot of the same players who all want to get lots of goals. Like you got Tarasenko, you got Batherson, you got Brady, you got Giroux, you got Stutzla. Like, yeah. 
only a certain amount of guys can get 35 goals. Like it doesn't it doesn't work that way. So, um, I don't know. I I, I don't know you, Bob. I, I don't Brady get, I, Brady's yeah. being Brady. Yeah, I don't get the. I don't want to say slander or use a word that's too much, but I don't. I, I don't get the criticism. Um, yeah, I think the only the only criticism you should take sometimes is where where we spoke about picking your spots a little better and taking yourself off the ice for five minutes. I think he's too important. Um, I I think also he hasn't taken games over, so maybe that like he hasn't he yeah. hasn't taken games over like he has in the past, and maybe that's part of it. But he's finding what like he what game was it two games ago? He had, his fingerprints were all over the game and took yeah. so, many, so many different Nashville? ways. Nashville, Nashville, yeah. yeah. He start yeah. he sparks the comeback, but yep. with the play to Batherson. Yeah, he has yeah. sets up the first goal. Yeah, right? scores yep. another. Right? Did he score? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He scores off off of a, a nothing play. That's, so he that's so he creates face something. Off. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not many guys that are going to be able to turn, fire that puck, hold off a guy while doing it. You just yeah. He's. I, I actually think he's gotten better. I think he was terrible. For about a week and a half under jocks, maybe, yeah. maybe even two. Um, maybe two well, yeah. Funny you say yeah. that. Like, but he's grown. Twenty games mm-hmm. under Jacques, eight goals, twelve assists, twenty mm-hmm. points, yep. point yeah, per game yeah, player yeah, yeah. under a team that was three and seven in the first ten games under Jacques. Yeah, and uh, he's the leading scorer through the coaching change. Yeah, he's going to find a way to put points up. I guess for me, when I'm looking at arguably your most important player, but you know the guy that is your emotional leader, the guy that. Is your goal scoring leader too? Like, there's not many guys in the league that are both. So, what's a bigger void in the lineup, Tim Stutzler or Brady Kachuk for you? Brady Kachuk. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just because he's the only guy in the team that plays that that, that way, they don't have anybody else that does that. Like, Plus it, the emotion. It, the mm-hmm. emotion. Uh, he puts some fear into the other teams. Do you when he's on the ice? Like when, yeah. if I'm on the ice and I'm playing against Brady Kachuk, I know I got to do things a little quicker when I go back for pucks because yeah. I know if he gets me the hit. It's gonna hurt. You can notice the difference when guys carry yeah. the puck. When Brady, when Brady's does not have the puck through the neutralize, the amount that D yeah. are pushed back by him. Yeah, and it creates all that underneath yeah. space. Yeah. And and Tim has an idea. He has a different way of doing it. He creates space with with his edges yeah. and yeah. his and his and his hands. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Speed. Excuse yeah. me. All of it. Um, Brady's got. One way to clear space, and he yes. does it as well. I'm coming right through here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your head up because I'm coming. Um, so I think he's, I think he's their most important player, and I, I think he's, I think under Jock he had two weeks where he wasn't great. That's all I'll say. Yeah. And then after that, um, he's been very, very good. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know if there's a better guy that understands that little area in front of a goaltender, mm-hmm. like like Kachuk understands where to be. If you watch him. And a lot of times, Sens defensemen won't do a good job of just getting the puck to the front of the net because yeah. he's always there. He's always right on top of the crease, and you can't move him. Like whatever he was, he's two he's twenty, he's six four. There's not many guys in the league that are have twenty two goals and are that size and play that way. The last guy that I remember that I played with was Corey Perry. That was that good around the net. Yeah, he and was, they did it differently. Corey was <laughs> we call him the worm, right? He easily. So um, he did it very differently, but. Just uh, tons of flashbacks when I see them yeah. within that. F- excuse me, within yeah. that five foot circle. Tonight. But will you be like if Perry on the forecheck though? He wouldn't come in and really hit you that hard though. Like he'd more. No, like, no. Yeah. He'd more like kind of slink on you and get a stick in there and yeah, like crafty, right? Crafty, very like crafty. Where Brady's yeah. just gonna come and he's gonna hit you. He's gonna hurt you. Mm-hmm. So you're power play guy, and I know Yorkie, you're, you're D, so not quite the same. Just. The way he seems to be able to control that goal line, yeah, because it's either sweeping in the net or it's sweeping across the crease, mm-hmm. he just seems really. I, I know the power player struggled, but can you explain to me how difficult maybe he is to defend there? 
Yeah, well, there's not many guys that, that are that size, so that you always have to remember that he can just put his head down and, and, and bull rush through you. Yeah. But he's got he's got a lot of poise. Um, good he's got some really good hands and tight. He's got that little move that he does to get around you. So he can beat you a number of ways. Um, and he works on him. You can see him at the end of every warm-up he works on. I mean, he used to. Yeah. I don't know if he still does. He does. Yeah. yeah. Every warm-up, at the end of every practice. Like, he's he's very, very dedicated to that craft, and he's, and he's excelled at it. But there's really no – the only thing I don't like that he does at times is turns his back to go in, and that's just yes. a turnover if it doesn't work, right? Because yeah. it goes right to the other D and it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, you can see Jeru sometimes after he does it. He's like, I'm not going back down there to him. I'm not making that pass again. It's, uh, it's, and I've watched it on power plays for years with other guys. But he's just got a myriad of ways to beat you in that, in that spot. And on top of that, he's got good vision. So he knows that bumper is there. He yeah. knows the back door is there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what you say about him in yeah. that spot. He, and his puck retrieval skills are about as good as anyone. He's never going to beat you to the race. Yeah. in a race but he he knows where that puck's going and he finds yeah. a way to get there and he arrives he, he arrives big you hear this term all the time in hockey he has strong stick this guy's good stick strong stick when he's down low in the offensive zone and he's he's heavy on his stick like it's it's hard to get the puck off and that's why he's able to extend a lot of cycles and he gets shit on a lot for not being a great skater he came out of the box last night and had to come back and i know the Detroit. I don't know what, no, no, what Detroit defense More was. Cider there, yeah. He, he stepped on the banana peel yeah. trying to get back. But Cider <laughs> got up, and Cider's a pretty good skater. Mm-hmm. But, but Brady's still, like, he's got, like, deceiving pretty good speed when needed mm-hmm. because he was able to still get some separation there. And for a big guy that's not known as a good skater, that was, you know, it makes you think twice. Yeah, maybe not pretty, but he gets there, right? A great shot, too. That's when uh, Pinto made that pass to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call it what you want. But <laughs> it got there, I guess. But uh, uh, to answer your original question, he's been good. Okay. Because, like, and you said, even you said it, like, he struggled a bit under Jacques. Like, there yeah. was some heat on Brady Kachuk, but yet he's. The one thing about NHL players, you last because you're consistent. He, he's I, consistent. Yeah. Oh, uh, he called the fans out, too. So, like, yeah. Sort of when, you, when you do that, it's coming. It's coming. It's did coming. he. He didn't. And he just called it bullshit. It's I, but I you, like you player. guys are on that side yeah. of the camera all the time, right? We yeah. Yeah. we would always ask you these questions, and we're looking for sound bites. And I know he wants to get a point across, but I I still think it got taken out of context what he wanted to say, and it just maybe it wasn't worded right. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I just think he's trying to defend DJ, his coach, and it, and he felt like everybody was just piling on, and he just wanted it to stop. Yeah. But people did take it as a personal shot at them. Oh, they did. Oh, I mean. You and I get it because we're in the room and you've heard yeah. thousands of interviews and you've been part of that world and on the side of the camera. You've been on both sides of the camera. Yeah. I haven't. Um, I've ah. only been on the one. Oh, well, ah, welcome. I'm on the side welcome of the to coming it on. Yeah. Yeah, brought to you with Bobby <laughs> Ryan and get Jason two days Ryan. a year. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's just heat of the moment. And, but you can't win on Twitter. So No. Yeah. I, like, but I'm sure Brady doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, sure, I th- you language, know what? I think it does bother him. Uh, um, but like, I, I mean think Twitter, it bothered him yeah. that people felt like he turned on fans because I just yeah. don't I, I don't just know. don't think that that's Brady Kachuk whatsoever. No, he's, um, he's, he's very, very I just think, right, you guys are being told every day, why do you suck? Right? Every yeah. day, yeah. what happened today? What's wrong with today? Why'd you lose tonight? Mm-hmm. And so it gets exhausting, and well, I get it. Well, he was being they – were, they were getting the – they were hearing it was more DJ sucks, your coach sucks. Yes, and, but and that, it's personal. And it's personal because you know he made it no secret. He he liked them a yeah, lot, loved, right? Yeah, he liked like, DJ they, a lot. They loved yeah. him. They loved him. Same with Claude. Same with Timmy. 
And that's why you saw that lull when you had the coaching change. Like but, it, it was, that's why Brady's game kind of went a little bit because you wear that. You're the captain. You love the coach. Coach is gone. He's fired. You, you take that on with you and you kind of, mm -hmm. there was a hangover there for sure. Sure. Yep. But you're, it's also your family. Like it's your family. Yeah. You don't want someone to, yeah. even if you disagree with like your brothers and you argue, you're like, yep. wait a sec, yep. you, I, you can't take a shot at my family. I'm going to protect them. Yeah. Yep. And that's what that, I felt like that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and, Bre and Brady's an emotional player, and he's the reason why, like, he endures himself to the fans, and he's a kind of a different kind of throwback player because he's plays with emotion. See, I thought that was hilarious. That like the, the exact reason you love him is the exact reason people are pissed at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you I love want him. him. You want him one way, but when he comes it's, and switches yeah, it, yes, yeah, yeah. and yes, yeah, isn't yeah. every fan fickle? Not just I'm not saying Ottawa Senators fans. Oh, all, all of them. them. Yeah. All every of them. fan's fickle. Yeah, because yep. it's yep. right. It's not like you're buying a car. You're you're investing money just mm -hmm. in pure emotion, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like you don't you don't get anything at the end of the day. You leave the rink yep. after a win or a loss, and that's how you feel. So I get the emotion part. I just think sometimes we get too emotional. Well, when the car's not working and it keeps stalling, you want a new car. You want a new car. You better get me a new car. <laughs> and then you start to demand one. And the sense car wasn't working well for a long time. You've been rebuilding that car for six years. Oh, <laughs> boy, it's been a long rebuild. It hasn't. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're live at the NHL All-Star Game. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to all our sponsors, which is BEI, of course, Bonnestrack Excavating Inc., uh, DoorDash, Douglas Mattress, our good friend Douglas. Yeah. Is Douglas around, by the way? Is he on Char the show today? <laughs> Charm <laughs> Diamond to Centers. Uh, Wendy's. Go to oh, Wendy's uh, DailyFaceoff.com and go to Wendy's Daily, uh, Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Uh, I'm missing somebody. I don't know. I'll figure it out as we get to the <laughs> end of the show. Oh, battle Axe Drawing. Battle Axe. Battlegrounds.com. Your yes. old Battle Axe. You you I love that he looked at us like we were going to remember, but somehow we pulled it off. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I appreciate that now because yeah. I was like, there is one and I can't remember what it is. Oh, boy. I'm doing well today with like no script, I no computer. You. I, I told you it was There's no be graphics fine. in the show that I'm used to showing you guys that so you guys should, can know. Tell our fans he's down five. He should sleep all night. He's been eating fingernails. Last night you had a friend in town. Wally and I, we went out, we had a great dinner last night, and I and when I'm in town, I like to go have a cocktail. And I'm like, Wally, <laughs> I know it's, it's 9.30 at night, <laughs> we're walking right by the Ritz-Carlton. I'm, like, I'm just going to go, and then you guys I'm tell I'm like, the they story. make one of the best old fashions, let's go have it. No! I got no notes prepared for tomorrow, <laughs> no graphics, I mean, this show's going to be awful! <laughs> I'm like... It's a podcast. We're going to tell stories. Yeah. It'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm a professional. If it makes you feel any better, I slept great. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> so good. Yeah. You were exhausted from mini sticks. Uh, yeah, yeah, Are you yeah. better now? Are you okay battle. now? Is it, okay? Is it all good? Uh, you okay? No, it's still, it's, it's hard on me. I like to be in control. I know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> and, tough, eh? Yeah. And I don't have control. Well, it's almost done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so a, are we on tomorrow? <laughs> 10 a.m. Okay, I'll be here. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many. I won't know how many Seagram VOs I will have after this one. Oh, boys. Uh, do we need to talk about Dominic Kubalik, or do we just let that go? Uh, he was better last night. He played 10:53. Kastelik played yeah. 9:07. Kelly played 10:06 as the fourth line. Yeah. Uh, one, I don't like. And by the way, can we just? I don't like Ridley Gregg as a, f a winger. He needs to yeah. play at center. I but agree with that. We can yeah. get to that tomorrow if you will. I didn't mind his game. They, I, they were out of his best line, by the way. It could be no, no. And I'm not saying he's bad. I just think it, that's not where he excels. He was very, very good when oh. Pinto wasn't in the lineup. Or, and, and Norris. I think Norris was out. Sorry. So who are we trading? Everybody. Well, you got to trade somebody if you want to put him at center. Well, I don't know that 
Mark Kastelik is warm and fuzzy with the coaching staff. I just feel like he may not be. I kind of feel like that too, but I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know why, but I, I know because yeah. I like him. He's got great size. Yeah. yeah. He's perfect for that spot. Yeah. And I just think right now, perhaps he had too many bad habits and we keep going back yeah. to the Alfie, giving him grief for not yeah. back checking. But there might be some bad habits in his game they just want to fix. Do you know what? I, I bet you part of the reason he had a better game last night was bring up my buddy Rourke Shark Jay. A lot of <laughs> Rest time, in well, a lot of times, like if you're not an established player yet in the league yeah. and they're giving your looks to somebody else, you kind of playing uptight. You're playing nervous. You're looking over your shoulder. You're like, Jesus, Rourke Shark Jay is going to take my job. Yeah. yeah. And now the, t- now the team, I know they have, it's more because of cap reasons, uh, the Rourke dog has gone down to the minors. Yeah. You kind of relax a little bit. Like you get, it's really tough to play this game when you're uptight. It is. It's really tough because you're afraid to make a mistake yeah. and you play worse. Especially so, if you're a fourth line guy. Yeah, because you have no margin for error. Yeah. If you fuck up, you're going to hear about it. Like you don't, you don't have any mulligans. So I thought he was good last night. I thought Kubalik. Did a lot of good things defensively. I know that's not what he's supposed to do, but uh, he did well. I, and and Park, Parker Kelly, again, had a good game. Yes. Uh, someone, I, I just want to point out, this, the chat's been very good. I just can't get to it. Is uh, Senator, you want Ridley on the fourth line instead of Pinto on the wing? Wally dipping into the Seagrams. That's not my <laughs> point. <laughs> not my point. My point is he's just better at center, which I think yeah. at some point maybe – and we'll save this for tomorrow. We may have to go to Josh. Do you start looking at Josh Norris? On the wing, you mean? On or another on, team. On, 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 the, on, <laughs> on oh, the trade block. Okay. Um, oh, I, I, I don't think that anybody's <laughs> safe. I think that every, aside from the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I think if somebody came and made an offer that blew them away for Josh Norris, I think they would entertain it knowing that they have Ridley Gregg and Shane Pinto. Yeah. But you, like, and, and I mean that to make your team better. Yeah. If you're getting a right shot, top two D, like, yes. like it has to be an exceptional deal. I, I want to make just that don't clear. don't grow on, you know, centers, good centers, just don't grow. Score. Yeah, they don't grow on trees. Um, but you have to, you have to assume at, at some point, and the best teams do this, if you're looking at your centers being Stutzla, Norris, Pinto, Greg, uh, that's, a, that's a hell of a middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. And you build from there, but... Greg's going to want more minutes than the fourth line center yeah. position, and he's and he's already earned that. Yeah. So, can you move? And someone brought it up here. I switched Norris with Greg, uh, Sebastian Belanger. Could you put Norris on the wing and move Ridley Greg to a second line center spot? Do you have to move Shane Pinto up? Like, does that not throw everything out of whack? Throws everything out of whack yeah. for me. And I yeah. don't. I I, I do because Yorkie's said this plenty of times that eventually Norris is going to be a winger if they want to if they want to keep him. Um, yeah, yeah, which I, 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 I would love to see an extended yeah. time period of him playing on the wing. Me too. Put him I, there for the rest of the year. Who's and, okay? Who's the second line center then? For me, it's Pinto. For me, it's Pinto. Like not right now. Like he's showing signs. I, I just want because your second line, your second line center is going to play between sixteen and eighteen minutes. I want sixteen and eighteen minutes of a very smart. 200 foot player that's going to help me offensively and yeah. defensively and I want on my third line a centerman that is really tough to play against that's going to play like a cocksucker can I say that by the way no like I don't arm? think so no. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that, uh um that's what I want about to blow up there we go yeah. you can't say that like Bull Durham but <laughs> that's what I want like, this is why we need a script 
Um, <laughs> I feel like this couch came from the residence. <laughs> My back's just tight. I'm but, not gonna lie. But I, but if you, you look, gotta walk over to podcast at the nice hotel. I know. It's, <laughs> I can feel the springs in here. But if you generally, if you generally look at really good teams that win in the playoffs, they have a third line that is very tough to play against. Sure, the Merlot line in Boston. The Merlot line, Chris and Kelly. I always go back to. Tampa's third line when they were really good. They had Yanni Gord, they had, they oh, had yeah. Coleman, it's a great and, and Goudreau. But they're like they're to me, Ridley Gregg plays that style. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So yeah. I I think he I think he's a prototypical third line center. I think Timmy's your first, and I think Pinto's your second, and that's why I keep saying, let's see how Josh Norris plays on the wing, um, because he he's a guy that wants the puck, comes in, knows how to come in and find time and space, and you give it to him. And he's going to score mm-hmm. versus being in the middle. Like, I don't find he distributes the puck that well in the middle of the ice. I want to see him. I want to see him as a winger. And I, and I think that's where he, he'll have his most success. Because, really, he's a 35-goal scorer. Yeah. A lot of that came off the power play. Yeah. A lot of it came off the power play shooting the puck. And um, if they want to keep him, I, I just think that's where – He's eventually going to have to go. I, I, would, I will say two things. I would like to see an extended time frame of Josh on the wing with Pinto in your second line position. Yeah. And you have time to do this now. 35 yeah. games left. Why do not? It. Do and it. I would love to see Joseph and Pinto play together for 35 games. Oh, I like Joseph. Yeah, I do too. He's a perfect – like that's the start. That's two-thirds of a very, very um, good yeah. line. People, yeah. are, people are trying to or, trade I, me. I'm saying Pinto. I meant Greg. And Greg and Joseph on the third line. Yes, yeah, would, yeah, yes, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. So we were talking Pinto, but yeah. I'm talking yeah, move yeah. Josh to the wing, Pinto to the center spot, let those two build, yeah. and then let Joseph and Ridley Gregg in the center slot really yeah, build I, something. Yeah, yeah, like if, yeah, yeah. No, that, I think that would be uh, that would be interesting to see. But I, like, I, I look at guys who uh, Norris has chemistry with. I think he's got really good chemistry with Batherson. Like, mm-hmm. I could see those two guys both on the wings and a nice responsible center yeah. in the middle of the ice, like a Pinto. Like put him in the middle of the ice. He's responsible. He gets it. And then you got, then you got, then you got Giroux. You've got Kachuk, and you've got Stutzla on, your, on that other line. And that ca- that kind of balances things out. And then who knows what's going to happen with Tarasenko? Um, I still think he's going to be moved. I do because um, I think I saw the report with Ottawa's <laughs> prospects. I think <laughs> I they're. Like, I think Ottawa's ranked according to I forget who was the doing athletic. it. Thirty one. Thirty one in prospects. Yeah. So they. They need a re uh, a restocking of the cupboards and well, there's no like naming a guy that's in Belleville, that's a top six legit NHL player. Now the argument is though yeah. they're already in Ottawa. <laughs> they're young. Ottawa's young. They're young, so, right? Yeah. So I mean, just look down the middle. The, of the only ice. guy I'm excited about down there is Clevin. That's the only guy. Crookshank for me. I but think he's going to be a supply, but he's not a top six. But the, right. You know, so the, like, like they're, they're, they don't just seem to have a top six guy. So they've got to start uh. to. Generates this. That's because they've been giving around, giving away first rounders like they're candy. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's tough when you just there got you a go. forfeit one too. There you go. Need them. <laughs> need them. Need them. Sorry about the no trade clause, uh, Davinov. <laughs> We're gonna oh. get the NHL back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a tough trade. Trade. Good, well, news, good news is they're sitting in a great spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. There is, no. So yeah. they. D- I mean, they do have two first rounders. Prefer- should be this year, right? Mm-hmm. I know if it's, it's lottery protected, right? But Boston's not going to be a lottery pick, so no. They'll yeah. Have. Yeah. They're get- so to recap, what they're getting from Detroit. Detroit has the, 
either give them Boston's pick or their pick. Correct. That's how it's working, right? Yeah, and if it was top 10 protected from Boston, they'd have to do it next year. Yes. So, so well, that's it, it should be a – they should have two first-rounders this year. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be – I would assume just be Boston's pick because it's going to be – The later of the two. Yeah. 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 Unless I'm completely wrong and I've read it well, wrong. Well, that's good. They're going to have two first-rounders this year. Yes. Yeah. That's a good start. And retooling. Plus the one they're going to get for Cooper League. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper League. Oh, Bobby. Should we recap <laughs> that trade, too? No. They, no, they, no, no, no. No, we're just oh going to – I'm God. just going to – I'm moving on. Well, the good news is – the good news is, like, imagine if they would have re-signed the cat. Ooh. The yeah. money they would have had to give to re-sign him. Okay, do we think they were close to ever re-signing no, but, him? No, but I just remember – I just remember – and I was adamant in this from day one that they could not re-sign him because they have too much Yeah, of the people were so mad at you. They're so mad at me. <laughs> Did you watch the game winner last night? He's still mad Alligator at me. arms, is that what you call them? T-Rex arms? T-Rex arms. arms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, but, like, there were, I think Pierre floated it that they were going to try and re-sign him. But I don't believe oh, it was gosh. ever close from either mm-hmm. side. I think even Alex admitted, like, I'll wait to see. I don't think that he was ever going to entertain it. No, I don't he, think so too. But wasn't. they had to do damage control media wise to say yeah. we're going to really work. Yeah. It. Like it was, it, it was. They gave up a lot and it wasn't a good trade. It wasn't a fit. And it was. A, it was no. supposed to be a band aid because they thought. Remember when it was the playoff year? It, <laughs> it just got progressive. The rebuild is over. Yeah. We're, yeah. Oh my God. So they did what they had to do to do it, to save it in the media, and then it all came crashing down <laughs> as soon as we got rid of them. Okay. Last topic is. Uh, 35 games left in the season, 21 road games, 14 home games. Ooh. I know I brought up about the playoff run, but aside from that, they're going to return. They're going to play 35 games in 66 days, which is a grind. Yeah. Um, but do they come back? Like, Is there a little rejuvenated Ottawa Senator team as they come back on the 10th to play? Well, I think, yes. I think they're feeling good about the way they end it. So, yeah, you go into the break a little more – I guess spirit it would be the word. Yeah. And and a little more excited about coming back. You, but they know what they're coming back to. They know they're not making the playoffs. These guys know. Right? Yeah. The room knows. It's just Yeah, yeah. But but I think they made some strides that will ha- that will serve them well going down the stretch. Yes. Meaningful games. Meaningful. <laughs> oh god. Oh, Good night everybody. We're going to show the next one. Mic drop. Oh, you walked into that. Oh, meaningful <laughs> games. There'll be no meaningful games. They're uh <laughs> I just think they're learning what it takes. What you have to do little things, uh, tracking, being more responsible, better decisions. I think the biggest thing, and I'll go back to this, everybody says this team needs to learn structure. This team needed to learn how to make better decisions at critical times in the game and at critical areas of the game because they weren't making the right decisions. And I think the one thing Jacques trying to teach this group is to make better decisions. And I think... That's a work in progress. I think we'll continue to see better decisions with the puck because his video sessions, they always contain teaching parts like this. What were you thinking here? Do this instead of that. Like trying to kind of retrain guys on when to make your plays, when not to make your plays. Puck management. Uh, I think that's, it's going to be a work in progress. And they're going to have to use what happens for the rest of this year to help them when they start next year. Like create a culture of playing the right way. And they're starting to figure it out. And it's going to help them in the future. And I think we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. And then, uh, you know, hopefully these lessons correct a lot of the things that people have, that have uh, driven fans nuts for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's where they're at. And, you know, they're not making the playoffs, but. 
You guys are so. Why can't you just go maybe? I understand they're a long way out. Listen, (laughs) they're not a long. But what if they happen to end up like Edmonton, which has three MVPs on their roster? Let's let's do the math. (laughs) Two of the best players in the world. Okay, let's do the math. Where are they at right now, point wise? And a goalie, sixteen points out. Okay, have you done? I know you're. Have you done the math of what the record has to be? It doesn't really like. There's loser points, so the record doesn't really. If they, and I don't even know if ninety-five points is going to make it. Let's just call it ninety-five. Okay. So what do they have to do to go to get the 95 I don't, points? I don't, I don't have my abacus on me. Yeah, so they're probably going to have to play close to uh, – our stats guys are looking it up right now. Like f- that's f- 35 games and need 45 points. Yeah, so do the math. Like, And you just said their schedule, all the games on the road. Um, I think they got a West Coast trip. Yeah, it's it's not. They haven't been out to California yet, have they? Yeah. Uh, that's what I don't think so. And then you're right. gonna then you're gonna run into teams. They that did Vegas. You're so. gonna run into teams that are playing really desperate because they're gonna need the points. So it's. Listen, t- like the game I, I gets tighter. I predict they're going to pop right over top of Montreal and Buffalo yeah. by the end of this. I'll tell you so what. You, okay, so <laughs> yeah. that puts them. Yeah. Uh, so what they're going to do then is ruin their playoff I, spot. They're, they're, or they're, they're they're spot. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. Yeah. No, they're going to end up picking 12th instead. And be <laughs> just, yeah. I, think, I, I think anything within the top 20s, I, I hear, is a good pick this year. If you're outside mm-hmm. of the top 20, it's not good. Okay. They'll get a good player. They'll, they'll get a good player. I don't think you have to. I, I think it's more important to straighten out your team's identity, your team's culture, and figure out what time of, type of team you are mm-hmm. than getting two or three draft selections ahead of the, Because it, it, this has had to be fixed for a long time, and now they're finally doing it. Yeah. But, but what you're saying is you're three years away from the playoffs. No. I, I originally thought this year they were going to make it. And next year, like this year, ha- everything had to go right to make it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that yeah. didn't. But listen, like, <laughs> we don't need to recap what happened. No, with the draft pick with Pinto, the f- two guys got fired. Like, well, you are recapping it now. There's a lot of keep going. There's a lot of stuff that happened. The ownership thing dragged on. Like, I, I believe that they're going to do some meaningful moves in the summer that are going to help them get better on the fly. Okay. Like, I don't think they're going to say, yeah, we're going into rebuild mode because the players are getting to an age now where, like, look at Shabbat, mm-hmm. look at Brady. Like, they're not that young anymore. No. Like, well, and let's not keep saying the word retool. Like, they should just ban it from Ottawa yeah. hockey. Yeah. Which, word, which word? Retool or rebuild? Yeah. Oh, that's either or. Either for that or. Matter. Okay. Like, yeah. let's just say, hey, we're just trying to make, build a team here. We're just well, trying to find the right pieces. <laughs> what needs to happen, though, no, like, first and, first and foremost for the rest of the year Hopefully, Corpusella plays well, because if he doesn't play well, then it's like, oh boy, yeah, what are we doing now? So that's we talked about a lot of things today, but that that's the biggest concern. He needs to finish off the season playing really well because that will strike off the biggest concern. So that to me, yeah. that's what I'll be watching for the most. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, and I think you. Have they ever needed a right shot defenseman? <laughs> yeah, that <can laughs> go out and get one of them. No, no, uh, I don't think that's been brought up. <laughs> We've yeah. never talked about yeah. that. No, but go out and get one of those. Get one of um, those. Yeah. They, well, grow, they they grow on trees too. We got to go, but uh, they yeah. keep talking about Chris Tanev. It's like big yeah. time overtime right now. We're on. No, we're supposed to go to four twenty. Oh. You didn't read the script. I did not read the script, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was <laughs> but I was here and I was yeah. on time. So that's what I'm just saying. You didn't read the script. Is that uh, that it'll happen in the off season? So you expect more to happen. Uh, in the off season, if they could get Tanif, I've talked to a lot of guys in Calgary about him. He'd be perfect. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I thought, I because w- I haven't watched him a lot this year, but I heard he's legit. I don't know about you, Bob. I, oh yeah. 
Like I heard he's a great pro, which they're looking for. I heard he plays really hard, and I've wa- I've watched him a lot, but not a lot this year. If they could somehow get him, he'd be a great fit. But I, I think someone's going to pluck him at the trade deadline. I do too, and I don't, I don't know him at all from off the ice or whatever. I just I, I mentioned it earlier this week. He's he's yeah. a nightmare to play against. He just does all the little yeah. things correctly. He's he's, he's always in the way. Yeah. Um, He'd be and, perfect. Uh, yeah, and he just he seems like a guy that just kind of quietly goes about his business, and you can yeah. kind of lead by example. I don't think you have enough of that. Okay. No, yeah. no, he's yeah, no, he'd be perfect. Uh, tonight's the draft. We're going to talk about all the All Star stuff tomorrow because Bobby was the last draft in the NHL All Star game uh, before today, right? They ended it in 2015. Are you, are you telling me or after? If you, if you're telling Columbus. Me, okay. Is yeah. it Columbus that was Columbus. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that tomorrow and see how that went. You went 27th overall. Um, we'll discuss that. Okay. So nice. uh, thanks for everybody tuning in. We'll Got see you next cake. time on uh, <laughs> coming in and in. coming in hot with Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Family's very own whiskey, barrel-aged and set apart, marked with VO, artfully blended, impeccably crafted, as a wedding gift to my son, for the bride and groom, and now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.